you're hired to begin with because you do have a certain skill set. But what they want to know is whether or not you're reliable. The competency that I bring, I feel, is second to none. But that's not, it turns out, the most important thing, developing a client relationship. Good morning, this is Sheree Nicole, and I am with fellow artist Scott Markowitz, and today we are going to talk about, what are we talking about, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Sheree. This morning, this morning we're talking about the importance of developing and nurturing long-term relationships. Mm -hmm. We're talking about where people can see your work to get oh, inspired. Yes and to learn about the classes that you're offering for the emerging artist and to get that encouragement, that support, and that knowledge base for them to just have a leg up and have a better chance of running a successful art business. Okay. This actually been, began with you and I actually working together initially with our first videotaping of glass beads finishes. And we chose that because that's been a very popular finish that a lot of people have loved. And I think it's something that is creative, but it's also fun and it's easy to do for the homeowner and also for the emerging artists or artists that have been in the field for a long time. So we're just getting started on doing our first segments of shooting three different videos that will be complimentary to the artist and they can learn how to, from A to Z, how to do the glass beads finishes themselves. And so this is just the beginning of it. And I would just really like to hear from other artists, people that are interested in this topic, what else they would like to see. And so this is a new, exciting path in business. After 20 some years in business, this is all new for me. And I'm really looking forward to seeing where it all leads. Shree, who is the glass bead going to appeal to from a client standpoint? If you're a faux artist and you're looking to market your business and you're looking for potential customers, what would you recommend a new emerging artist do to try to find the clientele to make this a viable business? Are you going to talk to people, homeowners directly? Are you going to talk to designers? How do you think that would be the easiest route? To the faux artist already in business or one that is just getting started, I can't emphasize enough the importance of having as many physical sample boards to present as possible and in different varieties, different colors, because people are visual. And it's really hard for the average population to be able to visualize. So samples are going to be your key at the very beginning and build your portfolio as much as you can. When I first got started in faux painting, I remember my instructor saying, your biggest market is going to be getting to know decorators and designers. And I poo-pooed that. I was like, I don't need them. And that was not true. I found that out in just a few months of being on my own that I did need them. And what's interesting is that is who I actually want to work more for are a good designer because they have the clientele that you need. 
and the glass beads finishes or something specifically that tend to be higher end because they're just more expensive. And I would reach out to start developing relationships with designers and decorators. And it can be tough to get your foot in the door, but just keep making those phone calls, asking for an appointment just for a few minutes to showcase your portfolio to them. But it really is about developing relationships with people. And I have designers that I've worked for over 20 years, and they do tend to stick with people long term because the longer you work together the easier it becomes you're on the same page you think a lot alike you know what the designer's style is what colors they like to work with and so that that does make a difference yeah so you just said something Cherie, that i think is super important to any emerging artist who wants to start their own business and that's build relationships yes one thing that i say in my business is that no sale ever happens outside of a conversation. Yes. Yeah. I agree with that. As far as like advertising and things like that, I've never spent a lot of money ever on advertising. I think a website is absolutely critical and a good website is very important. And as time has gone on, as much as I've fought it, social media is very important as well. And to be willing to accept different avenues as time goes on, we see where social media goes, whatever avenues there will be. The thing about artists is that what I've noticed is that people want a referral. If they want to talk to a friend or another neighbor that has already seen your work, and so referrals are my largest way of getting work. And that's basically how you and I met as well. And the only magazine I've ever advertised in is because the owner, Gina, Stroll the Moorings, she's such a great personality that I felt this was important to be part of. And then I found out that you did the photography for Stroll the Mooring and everything that you had to offer. And I still don't know everything that that you do that I think would (laughs) blow my mind how educated you are and are very skilled at what you do. And I really hadn't initially thought about going down on this path, but in visiting with you, that's where we're at now. And so I think relationships with people are absolutely critical. And I do believe often in life, it is... It's not as much as, as who you know. Mm. And so many of the designers, I don't have a lot of designers I work for, but the ones that I do work for, we're all connected in other ways. And we often know all the same people. Yeah, that's so true. I think that as artists, we sometimes get a little bit too focused on the actual artwork which is super important, obviously. If you're going to be going into business, you need to be skilled. You need to be able to deliver. (laughs) It it helps. In my case, I I work in a very competitive field, a videographer and a photographer in a very competitive marketplace here in Naples, Florida. And the competency that I bring, I feel is second to none, but that's not, it turns out the most important thing when I'm developing a client relationship. When I'm meeting somebody for the first time, they assume I'm a great photographer. 
They assume that I'm a great right. artist. But they want to know, is, is this guy going to be reliable? Is he going to do what he says? Is he going to show up on time? Is he going to be easy to work with? Or is he going to be a difficult artist to work with? Because once you get into that field of having an art business, you run the risk of taking yourself a little bit too seriously. Would you, have you run into that kind of experience with other mm -hmm. artists? Yeah, I think so. With clientele and with designers that I work with, as picky as they are often with who they want to work with, I feel that way back. I want a designer that's easy to get along with, that's calm. That's one of the reasons why I actually enjoy working with more mature designers who've been in the business for a long time because they usually don't get too excited over things going wrong. Mm. And anymore, the world's changed so much, especially since COVID, where things are showing up damaged and things don't show up on time and or things show up on the job that are not even what the client ordered. And so your seasoned designer is one that they just go with the flow, reorder, do whatever they can. They keep the client happy. Communicating is huge. I think that's one of the biggest part of things when things don't go well is to make sure that you have good communication with the designer and with the client and come up with other solutions so that they're happy. And that's one of the great things that you bring to your teaching is not just the technical skills, but you help the emerging artists really learn those relationship skills too. Yeah, developing, I think, yeah, a relationship is good. And basically what you talked about earlier uh, about you're, be you're hired to begin with because you do have a certain skill set that is a given or the client wouldn't have hired you in the first place but what they want to know is whether or not you're reliable and showing up on time and all those factors and proving to them that you are and if there is a problem that you make sure that you communicate with them so that yeah there's no confusion as to what's going on that's really the thing that sets i think the successful artist apart from the artist that's going to continually struggle is that they really understand the importance of developing and nurturing long-term relationships mm -hmm. and they do what's necessary to make sure that their customers being taken care of whether it's their direct client the designer or the secondary client which is the homeowner everybody's getting taken care of and it's a learned skill to be able to know what to do and how to nurture those relationships and to, to keep things growing in that relationship, mm -hmm. right? So if you can share some of the things that, that you do for your designer clients to help keep them excited about, you know, what you're up to. One of the things on the design aspect of it is, and I think it's important for other faux finishers to keep in mind that the the designer and the decorator and the homeowner are not going to typically come up with ideas for faux painting. Some of the world has changed a bit in that we have Pinterest and we have a lot of things on Instagram and Facebook and people can 
constantly see decorative ideas. And so it is true that clients will present on those social medias and show me things. But in reality, too, you need to keep up with the trends. You need to pay attention to textures and fabrics and furniture and tile and all the interior design trends and then create sample boards and colors and then present those on a fairly regular basis so that your designer has something in front of them that that they have to work with just like they do with fabric samples and everything they have your samples there and they can work with them readily Oh, absolutely. So Sharia, I think this is such an important topic for the emerging artist who's just starting or is getting off the ground. What do you think they could do right now to start finding their perfect relationship with a client? And what should they do to begin to nurture it right away? Well, I'm old school on this. I originally made phone calls when I moved to Naples, Florida in 2005. And I actually already had a connection of a designer and her ex-business partner. And I had my foot in the door a little bit there, but then the economy started tanking and I was concerned because I only had one person I was working for. So that definitely, when you have that hungry attitude, you want to be able to survive. You do different things. So I, I did cold calling where back then I just grabbed the phone book and <laughs> looked up designers and started calling people to see if I could get an appointment. The other thing I think it is good is besides I don't know if cold calling maybe is that successful in this day and age but I do notice if you're on social media say like Instagram I myself have had a lot of people reach out to me and direct message me so start following designers yeah in your area send them a direct message. Thank you so much for following me. I have a portfolio. Do you have a few minutes of your time that I can meet with you and just share my portfolio with you? I think in that probably is maybe one of the most efficient ways to start developing a relationship and then checking on them from time to time. Maybe everybody's so busy anymore and so maybe if you don't get a response follow up in a few days just a little note maybe try to respond in that way if you can develop any kind of interest i would actually physically go into design stores with my business card and have my portfolio sitting out in the car and i would introduce myself to the designer. Now, a lot of designers don't have a storefront anymore and they work out of their homes. So that's why I think the social media aspect and messaging people might be a better avenue. But following up so that they get to know you on social media. Oh, absolutely. Social media has become the best way to connect, I think. Yeah, I think so too. In, in our world. Other businesses would be different, but certainly I think for the artist, direct messaging has become a very powerful way to start relationships. And then right. from there, you can start taking them into the real world. And a cup of coffee goes a long way too, right? Yes, it does. <laughs> That's awesome. So where can people find your work and see examples? We've been talking about 
how you can start developing relationships, but hopefully this has piqued some curiosity and people want to see some of the work that you've done and they would like to see the things that, that are selling. Where can they go to see your work and see what's selling? One thing I think that is very critical and very important, I have heard people say a website's not that important in this day and age, and I completely disagree. I think a very good website is very important, and I think that is also important for an emerging artist that's getting started. Spend the money. I know it may seem expensive, but spend the money on a good website. I'm in the process now of my website being rebuilt for the fifth time. (laughs) And I've had different people build it before, but right now I have James Council, who has built my website and is continuing to work on it, and I couldn't be happier. So that's just at com, and there's a lot of information on there, and things are broken down into categories of faux painting, abstract art, and some other categories as well. I'm also on Instagram. I also am on Pinterest a little bit of Facebook. And then I just started TikTok reluctantly, but I do see the importance <laughs> of it. I'm actually really enjoying it. And I'm getting a lot of food recipes. <laughs> <laughs> TikTok's good for that. Yes, it is good for that. But I do see the value in using all those platforms. And those platforms don't cost you any money. I would spend the money on the website initially. And then Take your social media platforms very serious, post regularly. Yeah, so it's shereenicole.com. That's S-H-I-R-E-E-N-I-C-H-O-L-E.com. Yes. And you'll also, when you visit the website, you'll also have an opportunity to, to find the Beaded Bliss course. Can you tell everybody a little bit more about Beaded Bliss? Yes, so that's a course that you and I shot together. And I'm very excited about it because I think it's a finish that it's a fun finish to do. It's a gorgeous finish and interested to see everybody's feedback, what they liked about it, what they didn't like about it. And this is really just launching into this field of teaching that I'm really excited about. And I want to hear people's feedback. And I hope it will provide value and fun for people to be creative as well. Awesome. Hey, Cherie, thank you so much. And we want to continue the conversation. So you guys stay tuned and we're going to talk more about you as the emerging artist. Sounds good. All right. See you next time. <laughs>